And here we are again for the, I can't remember what really long, drawn-out name of the last show I gave as a joke, so it's just Loki, episodes four to six, with Mike, Megan, and Tonya Todd. Huzzah! Woohoo! Woo! Uh, hello there, Tonya. Welcome once again to the illustrious feed of Comics in Motion. How are you doing? I'm doing wonderfully. Perfect. Well, that's the kind of enthusiasm that we like on this show <laughs> and on this feed. So, um... Yeah, so we're talking about Loki, uh, four to six. Um, first question for you in general. We'll start episode four and kind of go from there. But just as a couple sentences, do you think the second half of the series uh, lived up to how much you enjoyed the first half, surpassed it? Well, just comparatively, the second half, how do you think it compared to the first? Oh, it's hard to say. I mean, I think it was, it's arguably better because episodes four and five were phenomenal. Episode six is the only one that I took issue with. Mm. Interesting. But the problems that I had didn't, it didn't make it rank lower than the first three. And I enjoyed the first three. Mm. What about you, Megan? I honestly don't know. I liked, I liked most of the, I liked all of the episodes. So, what are you? You're close to the mic, you nonce. <laughs> Don't call, hey. me a nonce. Don't call me a nonce. Stop calling me <laughs> a nonce. I think you get to flick him in the forehead every time he does that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, that was loud. Um, <laughs> now we all feel better. <laughs> I feel nothing. So I've got a really thick skull. So Good. Um, that means she can do it without any injury to your relationship. <laughs> yeah, she's pretty weak as well, which does help. Um, but she is. It's rude. Her, her legs are unbelievably strong. I she do have strong crush legs. a human head with her thighs, but <laughs> her arms are weak. Sounds like so. you have some experience with this. No, no, not like that. Not that sort of tomfoolery. We put watermelons there and just crush them with her legs in hot days. That's what I do in my free time. I think oh, you talk about watermelons with my you. legs. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of video? <laughs> but excluding that, we're talking about Loki, okay? I'm assuming, yes. right. <laughs> Megan, distracting us. I'm not distracting you. I'm the one that keeps everyone on track. With your head Dave, crushing Dave and Chris. thighs. <laughs> <laughs> I just always think of um, Oberyn in Game of Thrones. That's what I think of, but you with your thighs yeah. rather than the hands. All right, well, let's move away from my thighs. So, and also, where, it's my calves that are strong. It's my calves that are strong, not my thighs. Yeah, I think you're th- <laughs> it's my calves. Pretty strong knees. As well. <laughs> anyway, let's, t- let's very weak take ankles. out my legs from this scenario <laughs> and just focus on Loki. Uh, yeah, I liked it. Done. What do you think, Mike? Um, I think the second half was probably better than the first half, but I'm in the minority that actively really enjoyed episode three. But I've seen that online a lot of people didn't. Um, which I obviously when we recorded. The last episode, that was like the day or so after. Is episode three the one where they the it's the like momentous. ship gets the ship gets blown up? It, yeah, it's, it's the one which is just Sylvie and Loki, where they're just yeah. on that planet, and then yeah, yeah, the ship gets blown up at the end. I liked that one too. Yeah, a lot of people were saying it was the worst one. I was like, what? It's character development and an amazing scene at the end. How dare you, sirs? Um, I don't know if, who the genders or what of the people who are criticizing it, but I thought the show just generally got better and better. Um, I would probably say maybe six as a standalone was probably maybe not quite as good as four and five, but I find that a lot with Marvel. I find it's very rare for the last few scenes in a Marvel movie to be the best scenes. It's normally the sort of penultimate scenes, which are the best. And then to wrap everything up, it kind of uh, dips a smidge. Um, But episode four. So um, there's the Nexus event. You get Sylvie backstory. Uh, It shows what Mobius and the TVA were sort of doing while episode three was going on. 
Uh, and then that's obviously where the sort of suspicions of the TVA kind of comes around. Um, and then C20 remembers who she was. And then Judge Renslayer zaps her. That's the synopsis of the fourth one. That's all the notes I have on it. Uh, so, Tonya, thoughts on episode four? I did enjoy episode four. I, I, I had issues with the first two episodes. Remember that they had these silly moments that didn't feel like they needed to be there. But the overall tone of the theme song suggested that it was going to be a more serious show. And it was just so comical and silly at the beginning that it was this something's not computing. It's not adding up. We get to episode four and you're seeing that seriousness and you're seeing the badass of Sylvie going in there without her magic and still being able to fight off everyone. And that as a child, she was able to escape without any real warning or training. I don't know. They yeah. really showed her a lot in that episode, and I liked what we saw. Yeah, yeah. Although I did, did I'm pretty certain we haven't got this answer. Do we? We don't know why she was um, pruned or attempted to prune. We we never Unless found out. Unless it's did we? that whole, you know, the whole reason she was pruned was to start this whole event, or not pruned, but she wasn't pruned. She was no, just going plucked. to. They attempted. Yeah, to yeah, plucked. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because it is that sort of in the episode, the sixth episode, it is kind of that thing of almost you know this will happen for a reason sort of thing. So I guess that would answer that question um, about that. And with episode four was that the that's the episode when uh, Mobius was pruned, wasn't it? At the end of that one, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. That was that made me heartbreaking. sad, heartbreaking. When that happened, I was like, "Don't you fucking do this! <laughs> Don't you dare!" do that to Owen Wilson or Mobius. Wow. See, I care wow. more about Loki's reaction to it. It's like, oh, he finally has a friend, like a real friend, and look what happens. I wasn't really yeah. as concerned about Mobius per se. I mean, bluntly, Loki kind of, he's a murderer and is, I know he's got better, but he's a sadistic murderer who tried to like take over planet Earth. I'm not that, I'm more sympathetic by the end. But Mobius was like, he didn't do anything wrong. He's just a guy. And he's just... He did a I lot of things just... wrong in the name of the TVA. Yeah. True. But doing the wrong thing, thinking that you're doing it for the right reasons. I mean, that's a big moral That's exactly what villains thing. do. True. Yes, I know. That's. I had a big discussion about that. It took about two and a half hours with um, genuine chit-chat. So I'm not going to go down that road again. <laughs> Megan, what were you about to say? I don't know. I, I, I just like the character of Mobius. So when he got pruned that made me sad i was like oh no i was like uh oh. but to be fair like i was just like well that can't be the end like there has to be something else like they're not going to kill that character off that quickly not before he He's... hits his jet ski right <laughs> yeah yeah exactly he hasn't got his jet ski yet so uh it was funny actually because a lot of my students are watching loki as well and um i was they were doing like a research lesson where they had to research a place in spain and one of them i think it was lanzarote and in lanzarote it was like a certain amount of people owned jet skis and one <laughs> student was one student was like maybe that's where mobius is from <laughs> i was like all right yeah, maybe I, I don't i don't get that in the way he speaks but <laughs> no. yeah i i really like i think mobius I don't know. I, I just quite liked the innocence of him in a sense where he was just like, I'm just doing what's right and I'm trying to do this sort of thing. And then his world starts to shatter and he he changes his mind in, I found, the right amount of time in the right way. Mm -hmm. He gen genuinely wants to do 
what is the right thing. And as soon as it's apparent that the TVA isn't the right thing, he changes. But it's not just an instant flick. You can see the doubt no, in episode he four where he's it. figuring out. Exactly. And I think that's what I liked about him. He's sort of the... he can't, He's kind of the everyman in a, in a sense. I know Loki... At the start, it's kind of the everyman because he has no idea what the hell the TVA is, and we're kind of going along yeah, with the ride. Yeah, that was one of the flaws with the show: is Loki is not an everyman, mm. and trying to make yeah. him an everyman wasn't working. Mm. Yeah, but- was, was episode four the one where Mobius put Loki in that like um, yes. memory prison? Yes, <laughs> oh, he's yeah. just repeatedly getting like <laughs> slapped and, and punched kicked <laughs> and kicked in the nuts. <laughs> I think that was a clever thing because where it was specifically Lady Siv as well because she, I think in the MCU, obviously she was in Thor 1 and 2 and I think she appears in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which I've not seen because I've heard it's just not great. But obviously of what you've told us um, is that when Loki, when Loki became, or became, took the form of a female, he took mm-hmm. the form of Lady Siv, didn't he? So right. I wonder if that was quite a nod to that of being like, in the comics well, he took her. in Norse mythology, he does cut off all her hair. When she, but she's mm-hmm. married to Thor at that time. And it's like, it's a big story of, you know, she's really pissed and doesn't like him. They're not friends in Norse <laughs> mythology at all. <laughs> Is anyone friends with Loki in, Thor, in Norse mythology? No, they're very mean to him. I mean, uh, from what I understand, he's quite a mean person as well. No, he isn't mean. Really? He's mischievous, but he isn't mean. They mischievous is just... Mean. Right. So me mischievous is doing mean things inadvertently. Well, yeah. But the problem is when you're an adult or when you're, you know, a, a thousands of year old as guardian, you can't really get play the naive. I'm just being a little trickster card. It's like, no, you're a fucking adult. You know, <laughs> you know, enslaving this or doing that or, you know, all these sort of things is not mischievous. It's you being a prick. And you're just playing at the veil of being mischievous. But I've not read any Norse mythology, so I'm just kind of jumping the gun a little bit there. <laughs> you're really judgmental at something you haven't read. I am. That's how I roll. <laughs> I'm not I'm not judging the authors of Norse mythology, you know, who are the well, it depends who you talk to, I suppose. The in Norse mythology, is it meant to be that the gods that kind of wrote that? Because I know in modern day religion, a lot of it is the infallible word of God, or if it's the gospels or whatever. In Norse mythology, was there a person that wrote it all down who's kind of the uh, like an apostle i don't remember that being part of it it just feels like one of those folk folksy tales that has been told through time mm. yeah um but yeah so episode four ended obviously them getting pruned uh and then you get a little post-credit scene and then you get you know because the thing is with that is that mobius when no mobius went i thought they might have killed him because it was episode four and i was like mm-hmm. that's an, enough time yeah. if it was episode two i'd be like Pff. but then when it happens to loki yeah. you're like well no nah, oh, he's not dead, dead is he There's no <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> yeah as soon as it happened to loki i was like oh they haven't, they haven't killed him that's fine so if we move on to the episode uh five then so that's the one where they go into the, the void and they meet yeah. the other variants and things that was the I best think episode, that is the best I episode i really liked yeah. this episode yeah so magana what were your sort of what did you? What about that episode? Did you specifically like? I alligator Loki. I like the alligator Loki. <laughs> it made me laugh. The amount of memes about him is it's hilarious. so silly. Uh, I I don't know. I like to to be honest. I'm I'm. I mean, I've said this on various podcasts. So whether or not is this one before, but I'm not very good at remembering stuff. Oh, you got the notes? Yeah, I know I've got notes, but that doesn't mean <laughs> that I remember the whole episode. <laughs> it just means that I remember what you've written down on this piece of paper. Um. So I don't really fully remember everything that happened in that episode. I need to watch things a good two or three times for it to get stuck in my head. 
but I remember enjoying the episode. Yeah, it's the way I remember it is the variants. That's the main thing. Yeah, the it old made man me laugh. Loki, the old man Loki and um. Oh, and the old man, and then the old man Loki sacrificed himself, didn't he? Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah, for her to enchant um, Eliath. Yeah, Um, and I, I, I quite liked. There was that dark moment when he was like, "Oh, what did you do? Oh, I was this. What did you do? I did this." Then Mm -hmm. he was, "Oh, kid Loki, what did you do? Oh, I killed Thor." And it's like, (laughs) "Oh shit!" Yeah, (laughs) it's like. (laughs) And if you just if you look at our Loki's face, you can see the conflict in there. The he's impressed, but at the same time, he still loves his brother. (laughs) You know. I yeah. I always said I wanted to kill him, but I didn't really want to, like, I didn't want to kill him for real. I just wanted to hurt him a lot <laughs> because I was hurting a lot. So th- I thought it was, the acting in this show was amazing. Yes, 100%. Just the nuance yeah, of expression on some of the characters' faces, but him especially. That's why mm. you get a Shakespearean actor to play this role. Oh, what, because, what, Richard E. Grant playing old man Loki or is, no, oh, Tom Hiddleston? Tom Hiddleston. Yes. Is Shakespearean? Yeah. Oh my just, gosh, Yes. Even I knew that. I don't pay attention to that sort of stuff. I, I know Benedict Cumberbum is one. <laughs> Cumberbatch. He does it a lot. But I know he's a Shakespeare actor, but I you can hear by the way he talks. Cumberbitch, so. <laughs> How dare you? I'd never say that about him. He's a glorious man. He's got what cheekbones you, you can cut things on. Cumberbitch. That's mean. Yeah, I just want to make I'd you say, say it. <laughs> I know. I can see it in your face, you know. I'm not I'm not getting baited inadvertently. I allow myself into it for the fun of the listener. Um, but no, it, yeah, Tom Henderson was obviously excellent in this, and all the other actors, and especially you know the crocodile that was amazing. <laughs> Even it wasn't though a you see behind the scenes, stuff. alligator. They said it. Yeah, it was an alligator. It's because it's because online people no, keep calling they, it him been croaky. croaky. Don't you think? Yeah, that's what people online <laughs> keep calling him. So that's why I keep getting confused. That doesn't no, I don't mean that the they're difference. right. Lots of people on the internet are wrong. Believe it or not. No, everything on the internet is correct. Okay seriously that's just how everyone knows that anyone listening to this and starts to believe that ignore what mike said because this is another (laughs) example of how the things on the internet are not right i really hope someone doesn't (laughs) think i'm being serious in that regard i really hope not that would be very upsetting if people thought i believed that um but i also i loved richard e grant as uh, old man loki perfect choice i I loved the because his obviously attire matches very much the old school classic loki look Which I really enjoyed. And his sacrifice at the end, as Megan mentioned, I really liked that. I thought him only being in one episode, I was like, but I thought it it was really, I like when they bring you know, in a big actor. It's crazy because it felt like the show. he was there longer. Like, that ep- exactly. So much happened in that episode that it didn't feel like we were robbed of him. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And also, Tanya, you were kind of right because you guessed that there would be lots of different Lokis. That's what you predicted, that there were going to be lots of different Lokis, mm. which happened. Yeah, because they kind of alluded to it at the start. I wanted there to be even more Lokis. I, I'm hoping yeah, in series two. quite a lot of Lokis. <laughs> I, mean, the, I mean, there was that scene where all the Lokis fought, but realistically, none of them... I know they were Lokis technically, but really there was the, the identical-looking Tom Hiddleston Loki That's that President was just... Loki. Yeah. And then you've got all the other just background guys that none of them looked like Loki or anything like that. Although I did want to ask, the uh, the black Loki, I his backstory, he mentioned about getting the Infinity Stones and stuff, but... And he had... Did he have Mjolnir there as well? So are you talking about... What was it? Boastful Loki? Because in that big group, I think there was another black Loki in there. Uh, I, they were the main ones where it was kid Loki, old that man Loki. When, yeah, the when he arrived. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah oh, I can't I, remember his name. I don't know about him in the comics. Yeah. Because he betrayed... He was the one who basically betrayed them to President Loki. And when that whole fight thing happened underground... Um, 
Well, yeah, when alligator Loki bit off a present Loki's hand. You know, it's, oh. I had like a loud reaction. I was like, oh no, because I thought he hurt the alligator. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was oh, that's bad too. But <laughs> I didn't want anything to happen to the alligator. <laughs> it is one of those things though that I kind of, the thing, I understand the variant stuff. So I understand there being kid Loki and old man Loki and things. But when... With Sylvie obviously being female Loki in essence, Lady Loki. Um, as yeah, I don't understand how a variant can be different genders and things. I suppose that towards the end but it was just because Loki is gender can, fluid. Yeah, he can change his gender regardless. So why would that make a difference? Yeah, but in the MCU, they haven't confirmed that. In the comics, he does. But in the MCU, they haven't explicitly said that Loki can change his gender. So why would Loki change his gender into a female or lady? when he's, like, seemingly the equivalent of, like, a 15-year-old person? And why would like why would that make a difference? Is well, that, I guess is... this kind of proves that he can, then. But if then... there's a Lady Loki, then it, it shows that he can. Right, but then the boastful Loki was of a different... The actor was of a different ethnicity, so... Yeah, but he can shapeshift into whatever he wants. Right, he's a shapeshifter. So it doesn't matter. He could turn into a kettle if he wanted to, like... Right, but there's also then there's the alligator cro- uh, Loki. Yeah, but exactly. He's a shapeshifter, so he can just turn into whatever he wants. Yeah, but why would you turn into a very small alligator? Why wouldn't you? Because the alligator bit someone's hand off, so it's clearly doing something. Yeah, but you can't run very fast. You can't communicate I with I think you'd be people. surprised. Alligators can run faster than I think. They're one of the can. deadliest creatures in the world. <laughs> that doesn't mean they're fast. <laughs> they are okay, speedy, you mate. you swim with them. I didn't say. Swim. Yeah, you I go said on to. Land. We'll go. We'll go they're to. They're fast on land it? too. You've never yeah, seen one. Yeah, they're speedy. Run. I have, but this one was quite a small one. And what I'm saying is, if Loki can shapeshift into so anything, why, why would you turn into an like an ostrich, or a, <laughs> an ostrich, or a cheetah, or some sort of weird alien creature that's a that's a really fast giant crocodile? Well, maybe he has done that, but they haven't been pruned. It's only the alligator that's been pruned. But then him being pruned as alligator, he should still have his powers to be able to turn back from. Him being an alligator. I don't know, Mike. I know you don't, and nor do I. That's my query with this. The variant thing, although I love it, and my favourite thing is when you get it in... Mainly it happens in cartoons you and stuff. You have more when they go issue to... with this than you have with some redneck tossing Loki around in a grocery store when he weighs way more than these people and he has superpowers because he's a god. Yes, because the way I, I thought about that after you said it on our show, and the way I thought of it was Sylvie enchanted the possession to give them powers. If you can enchant someone and control their mind, it's probably fairly likely you can enhance their strength. To that degree? That would have to be well, she... stronger than him. Not as strong. So she right, but... essentially made this character stronger than herself. No, but <laughs> she she can shoot like blasts out. For example, she can shoot like that's green blasts That's not what was happening. Out. I know that's not what's happening. <laughs> what I'm saying is that if you can shoot green blasts and fly someone across the room using the momentum of that, it's not that in a world of you know magic and things... Being able to give some power to just be a bit stronger, I don't think is that far fetched. It's like Chris Hemsworth's th- Thor. He's not the most. Ju- he's not as big as the Hulk, but he can fight the Hulk because of the way his whole body is right, put together. Right, and Loki can fight Thor, but he couldn't fight Redneck Bob. I think he was also trying not to kill Redneck Bob. I think I he don't was think trying. Loki really cares about okay, people. So let him hit on you, and it does nothing. He was being tossed around like a sack of potatoes. <laughs> I know. I, I I understand that. He wouldn't I, be able to physically throw him like that. So I'm not what, I'm not denying that Loki was not trying to kill this guy. 
What I'm saying is the things he did to Loki are not possible in the physics that the, the MCU set up. Whereas I've, in my view, I think that with Sylvie possessing him, that would, because if, if Loki is a strong... If we have to as, work this hard to find out how it could be possible, the writers messed up. Well, I just think, maybe, but I just think if you're saying Loki can fight Thor, then theory Lady Loki can fight Thor. So if Lady Loki's possessing someone, the person she's possessed should have the same strength as Loki, therefore Loki can throw Loki. Yeah, but that's not necessarily strictly speaking true because just because she's possessed the body doesn't mean that she can transfer her physical strength into the body of the person surely she she possesses them she grabs the mind she didn't say yeah when she was explaining how it works she said you grab hold of their mind not once did she mention anything about injecting strength (laughs) into these people yeah fair but no when i was watching it that's not what i thought mine was more about the variant stuff of just how was a Anyway, but going back to the alligator, every series has, like, a thing, don't they? Like, obviously, the Mandalorian has Baby Yoda, and, like, every (laughs) series has a thing that is that cute little thing that everyone becomes obsessed with, and in this case, I think... Jar Jar Binks. Yeah, Mm. Jar Jar Binks is the thing that everybody loves in in episode one of Star Wars. (laughs) The Ewoks are what everyone loves in episode six, even though not as many people love them as I want them to, but... Um, I think that it's just the the cute little animal value, isn't it? It's I mean, kind I love of it. like I I liked the alligator, but I think that's the reason. Like, obviously, the point is is that he can turn into anything. So it's just funny that there were all these humans of different like ages and and genders and races, and then there was just a, an alligator. I mean, it was funny, and it added a lot more to the show. You know, I'm one of those people that there. I think the MCU and Star Wars, they both have this sort of what's they call it like the coolness factor, and it's if something is cool enough. It will just, they will just put it in there, even if it doesn't fully make sense. And they do, I don't agree necessarily that's the right way to make, to tell stories. You know, there's a lot of stuff in the sequel trilogy that is, looks really cool, but it's like, yeah, does that? But also, arguably, none of it makes sense because, like, we're talking about a realm of infinite timelines and people getting pruned and ending up in this, like, weird end of the time realm the and the a void. And the thing that you're complaining about out of all of this that is completely, like, crazy. There's, there's an, an alligator. alligator. <laughs> I'm not complaining. I like the fact there's an alligator. I love the alligator Logi. I think it's hilarious. I, I just want to know so... why you question this so much, but not <laughs> the other stuff that is clearly a mistake. Because this I, is a weird I, choice. That other stuff is a mistake, but you question the weird choice and not the mistake. I'm just more intrigued. I want to know more. I'm a law fiend, you know? That's why I love Star Wars so much. I just want to delve into it. If you're a law you know, fiend, the then the, the it realm. doesn't... The rules of the realm. It just doesn't make sense. No, I know. It's it's more. It, I just want to know more. I want to. It was. Is he from a realm of existence where all creatures were alligators? Yeah, but then the problem is with that is that you then have to give a fucking backstory for every single variant. So yes. you'd be like, oh, that's here's, what I want. Here's the backstory of the alligator. Here's <laughs> the backstory of the child. Here's the backstory of the old man. Like otherwise, then you end up with like basically a different timeline coming out of Loki so that you can figure out what's going on with all of the I'd other characters. That. I would love to have a Loki series, like a mini web series, and you just get five or ten minutes explaining all the different Lokis, what they were doing. Why is it that the boastful Loki has got a golden Mjolnir? I want to know why. I'm interested. That sounds like a really cool story. I would like to see Kid Loki kill Thor. That that sounds cool. I want to see <laughs> Crocodile Loki it's an be alligator. a cro- alligator Loki be an alligator. <laughs> The old man one doesn't sound quite as interesting. (laughs) If they're just little shorts, I would watch that too. 
Yeah. Um, but anyway, The Void is really cool. I really like the episode. I like watching Mobius drive around a little car as well. That cracked me up. Um, but, so we move on to the, then episode six then, the, the big kahunas then. So the big thing in this, um, is that we were correct because you and I, um, uh, we spoke about this, uh, Tony in the last episode about Kang the Conqueror being, um, being the main big bad. Mm-hmm. And I've got, obviously he met, he doesn't explicitly call himself Kang the Conqueror. He does say the Conqueror. He said the Conqueror, but I have got a piece of information, but I know you're really anal about spoilers. <laughs> there is a very small piece of information about another MCU movie which confirms the fact that he is Kang the Conqueror, and I wondered if you would allow me to say it. You can close. You can take the headphones out if you like. Go ahead and say it. In I looked up on IMDb for the actor, uh, which is Jonathan Majors, um, who plays... Uh, the Conqueror, or the one who remains, or whatever. He's confirmed in another MCU movie under the name Kang the Conqueror. So the same actor in another... I won't say what it is, for spoiler's sake, but it, on his IMDb page, it shows that he is in another MCU film called Kang... And he's ki- Kang the Conqueror. Okay. So that is confirmation even more so, even though it's quite obvious anyway. Um, but but what do you sort of think, then, Tonya, of... Um, of the interaction, really, with with him and that whole sort of the end scene, the the ending, in, in a sense, of them talking to him and the way he kind of put things together. What was your sort of thought? After the episode, I was really disappointed. Like, my, my initial feeling was disappointment. And after I had some time to process, I realized that what disappointed me was not that I think they did a poor job. It's that I wasn't surprised. And I wanted to, you know, I wanted it to be none of the things that I predicted. And wow, I never saw that coming. That's so awesome. And it's like, right. And they panned away like it was some big reveal. And no, we knew that in episode one, (laughs) you know. So it's not really. It's not that they dropped the ball there. It's also. This show wasn't just about Loki. It's con- they, this episode in particular was not about Loki at all. Like he didn't get very much screen time hmm. because yeah, no. what they were really doing is setting up for the next phase, you know, the next phase of the MCU. And so I feel a little bit like Loki was cheated because he didn't even get a victory in his own series. Other than once again, he survived, which is kind of his trademark. So that's a victory, but at the, you know, it has that Empire Strikes Back kind of feel where this is really awesome and it connects to something else, but it doesn't feel resolved. Like the story doesn't feel like it finished. Mm. Well, that's the point, isn't it? Because it's a series too. Okay. But the story that they were telling doesn't feel like it finished. It's not like, okay, we've gone through this series arc. And then there will be another one branching off because of something that happened at the end of this one. It feels like this initial one didn't end. See, I disagree with that. I think it feels like it did end because it's basically, it's kind of put him almost back at the start, but to a different timeline. Because where it's got, you know, he's back now in the TVA, very similar to where he was in the first episode, except they, you know, Mobius doesn't know who he is. Um, I think it's C- B15, I think mm-hmm. was the name of the, the woman. She doesn't know who he is. And obviously the statues, there's not the three of the timekeepers. There's just one of uh, Kang. So for me, it was more so like, oh, it did finish. It it was, that is the full stop, is that, yeah, the end of the journey was Sylvie set out what she wanted to do. She succeeded in what she wanted to do. 
And it's evident that that was not necessarily the right decision. And Loki figured that out at the last time. It's kind of like, I, I suppose it's kind of like Infinity War in some ways. And I know Infinity War is kind of like the part one and part two of a story. Mm-hmm. So I can kind of see what you mean in the sense of like, Infinity War isn't standalone. It doesn't work by itself. No. Because the ending, and much like Empire Strikes Back, it's very much like, okay, well, what's next? Um, but I, I enjoy that because it makes me want to watch the next series more. I feel like my issue I've had with the other two MCU series a little bit is that the last episode kind of wraps everything up a bit too neatly. Where as much as I enjoy them both, it was just like, oh, and everything's basically fine. Okay, the end. And it's like, no consequences. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. You know, literally, it was just like one division. The only consequence was the end credit scene where she's maybe being evil, and then Falcon the Winter Soldier. It was like, oh, U.S. agents being with this Valerie woman, and it's like, there. You don't need to know them, really. You know, that's just a little add-on bit for this. Especially, you, you have to watch this series if you plan to understand the upcoming movies. Hmm. You don't have to watch Falcon and Winter Soldier. You don't have to watch. WandaVision in order to understand what's to come. Mm. And I think that's a, I have an issue with that. And I think I've said it before. I, I have a problem. If you're going to bring out a, a range of movies, because not everyone's going to watch the series. So for me with the end of Loki, I found it quite confusing because I've never read any of the comic books. So I don't really know anything about those comic books. So Mike was like, Oh, it's Kang. And I was like, I don't know who that is. That doesn't mean anything to me. That's just a word. So like, Obviously, I understood that there are variants and that something bad was going to happen if this one died. And obviously, at the end, you see that obviously it's kind of like a dictatorship, essentially, isn't it? Mm-hmm. But like, I don't like the fact <laughs> that they're making it so that you feel like you have to watch series in order to understand what's going to happen in movies. Because it it should just all be explained in the movie. Like, the, the a series should add extra details that kind of give it a better insight, but you shouldn't have to watch a series to understand more about the film. But then how do you feel about the Avengers movies? Because Captain America 3, Civil War, is imperative to watch to understand why in Infinity War everyone's a bit split apart. Yeah, but I don't really like that film that much. So... <sighs> Disappointment. It's like, one of the best the, movies. The thing is, is that that's all part of one franchise. Like... And also, it's the third film. You wouldn't be watching that one unless you've watched the previous two. Yeah, but that's in Captain America. It's the third Captain America film. Yeah, I know. It's about the Avengers splitting up. If you only watch, if you watch Avengers one, two, three, and four, you won't understand the fight that Captain America and Iron Man have had. Yeah, but I mean, is your issue that one is a television show and the others are movies? I don't know. It's kind of the only way that I can really compare it to, and it's always Star Wars, but like. With the the prequel films, or yeah, with the prequel films, you you have to watch. If you watch the Clone Wars, it gives you so much more information to understand the prequel movies. And I now have a better understanding and a better respect for the prequel movies since I've watched the Clone Wars series. But I shouldn't have to watch a series in order to gain better insight to understand the movies because not everyone's going to watch them. There shouldn't be like a prerequisite to watch a series in order to watch a film. But do you not think it just adds extra depth to it? Because the prequels... It does add extra depth, and I'm not saying that that's an issue. Adding extra depth isn't a problem, but... It's having not to adding actually... extra depth, though. It's a requirement now. Yeah, but that's that's my problem, is that 
it shouldn't be a requirement. If they're going to do that, you might as well just make a movie because not everyone's interested in watching a series. Yeah, but I think that now Disney doing the gamble and that's the thing of where, especially during COVID and all that sort of jazz as well. I know this was planned before COVID, whatever. But I think the whole thing is nowadays, especially because everyone's had a chance to watch them all now, generally speaking, anyone who's, I'd say probably three quarters of the people who have seen Infinity War and Endgame have then watched at least one of these series of them. You know, there's certain people who take their kids to see it who don't really care, who probably haven't. But the majority of people who do it are watching them, just like with Star Wars. You'd be very hard to find anyone who has seen all of The Mandalorian but hasn't seen the main 11 Star Wars films. Yeah, but my point is is that, for example, like I know that you love Loki. I, watching the films, am not overly fussed by Loki. So the only reason I've watched this is because realistically you wanted to watch it so I, I was looking forward to it i was excited and i did really enjoy it but if you're not a massive fan of that character you're not going to watch the series are you a but... fan of hawkeye no mike? i'm not mike oh oh uh meh but i'll, I'll probably ha- watch the series how would you feel if it was mandatory to watch hawkeye in order to understand what's going on in the mcu the thing is though i don't think that I think the way they're going to do it is do exactly what they did with the Avengers movies and all the in-betweens, which is things will make sense if you don't know, but it's the option to find out. Like, Kang is going to appear in a big MCU movie that's coming out in the next couple years, and in that movie, that's going to explain the origins. They're not going to go into the details about the variants and all that other stuff. They're just going to be like, here's a baddie, he's called Kang the Conqueror, it's in his name, he's going to try and take over everything, he's the new big bad. They're not going to go into the depths of... You have to do everything else. It's kind of like Guardians of the Galaxy. You don't need to watch Guardians of the Galaxy to understand Thanos' reasoning in Infinity War. But if you do watch Guardians of the Galaxy, you understand that from a much earlier point, he was trying to collect the Infinity Stones. But you don't have to know that to enjoy Infinity War. And that's what I think will happen when Kang's the big bad. I think he's going to be a big bad. You're going to have some sort of loose plot of just he thinks he needs to control everything. They're probably going to mention the timeline at some point. And it'll definitely make more sense of Loki. But I don't think it's mandatory. But I think they're doing it in other things, though. Like I'm, this is a, I'm not going to say it because it's a spoiler. But there is another movie that has that is out that has something that indicates to the Hawkeye series, which kind mm. of suggests that you then also need to have seen that movie and that you also need to watch the Hawkeye series to understand those connections, which is inevitably going to then link to something else, which. It's it's a way for them to get more people to watch the series. Obviously, it's like a it's a <laughs> it's a way for them to get more uh, views. And I know but, what you're referencing, but that was done with an end of end credit scene, so it yeah, really was yeah, yeah. just this tiny piece that, with or without it, the story was complete. This yeah, no, was yeah, part no. of the story. Yeah, they used the episode for this, not an end scene. Yeah. I just, I just think that once we, when we see Kang's next appearance in the big film he's in, that will give the reasoning as to why that version of Kang is there. I view this as a prelude. Preludes are not always necessary. Or even, you know, if you get a book series and you get the, you get like three books and you get a prequel and it just goes, oh, a prequel trilogy with Star Wars, you know, good example. You don't need to watch them to understand the original trilogy. 
But if you want to find out about Darth Vader and why he got to that point and why there are no Jedi, then you can go back and watch those. Yeah, but the thing is is that they came out after the original movies. No, right. It's not like they set it up to do that. They did that as extra information. Whereas this has been made knowing that the information is now coming next. They haven't done this as as an afterthought. Right. But I, I just think with it is that when we see Kang come up again i think the way they'll do it is the way they've done it with all the other mcu content and i think they will not mention the variant stuff and it won't you won't have to have watched loki to understand it to the end of the day if there's a big bad who's trying to control everything you don't need to know that there was a version of him that was good that was keeping the bad one at bay you just need to know there's a big so bad guy trying to take over everything need that why use so much of the last episode to communicate that rather than just making it something that's an end credit scene. They made it a because part of the story. They gave it a lot of screen time instead of giving the Loki's screen time. Yeah, because to be fair, actually, thinking about that last episode, I can't actually really think of anything significant that Loki does because it's not about him. No, it's about Sylvie more so. Yeah. And her decision. Right. Her story finishes. His does not. Well, that's the point, I think, is that she's given... I think it's to show the difference between him and Sylvie. I think it's the idea that he grows as a person and changes, but she comes to this point and she can't let go. She can't, even with evidence in front of her, to say, look, this you've spent the last however long going towards this one goal. You've now been given a decision to change everything, but you have to go back on your entire journey and realize that the whole thing you've been working towards may not be the thing you want. And she was brought to this crossroads and she made the decision to go through with what she was thinking when she was like 15 to show that she hasn't really grown as a person. And the only way to do something like that is to give something such weight behind it that also has so many ripple effects. Because if it was just something small, no one would care and it wouldn't make a difference. But because this has such a big deal to it, Loki is probably also going to feel some degree of guilt which i think will add to his character too but i think it's about sylvie's journey i think it's called right. loki but really but it's, it's called loki, loki. and that, that's the issue that i have is that he did not get an ending hmm. not that i wanted the series to finish i'm all for you know a part two but his original arc for this story should have finished how would you have wanted this the last episode how would you have wanted that to go then you know what i was really hoping interest. is that there would be an older more powerful version of loki behind all of it and that would bookend the whole it's called loki and all these just different versions of loki and as we saw with you know classic loki he is super powerful they just aren't giving him you know all of the skills that he has the the image that he threw up with no problem at all like he he was doing it very quickly, like just, oh, illusion over here, illusion over there. Not a problem. And it didn't seem like it was exhausting him until he was actually in that big battle at the end. I think that would have been the best. And then they could have had an after credit scene that touches on the Kang aspect. Like maybe they were working together or something. But ultimately, that's why all these Lokis are involved. Because it's all about Loki, and they made it not about Loki in that last episode. They made it about Sylvie and Kang. How do you feel about Loki and Sylvie's kiss? It it bugged me. I didn't think it would, but it was like, oh, that's like I get what they were saying, <laughs> but and I was okay with them having feelings because of the situation they were in, and of course they're going to get along. They weren't raised together, though. I don't know. It just had that. They should feel like siblings in a sense, you know? 
Hmm. So, yeah, okay, be odd. in love tragically and never be able to be with each other, but don't actually like cross the line and be physical. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I don't, I don't but feel I the same about that. But I knew what she was doing also. Like that was not a surprise. It was like, oh, there we are. Yeah. Yeah, when when it happened, I was like... It's just another form of the manipulation that, that, that the, the Loki... But they didn't address the weirdness of it at all. No. (laughs) I think Mobius did in episode five, didn't he? Or episode four. He said how weird it is that Loki... I think that fits with the character. I think Loki is so narcissistic, of course he falls in love with himself. And I think, honestly, humans... And Asgardians are meant to be higher forms of humans, but really they're just humans that live longer. And it's like, I think that most humans think that what they would really want is basically themselves as the opposite whatever agenda they're attracted to they would just want themselves there's a there's a whole thing in the humans uh, which is quite a common thing which is siblings are actually if they don't know they're related it's quite common for siblings and people who are related from across the globe even to find themselves and fall for each other mm-hmm. it's this weird thing in genetics that happens quite a lot because humans are drawn to that sort of thing and i think that most people at least when you're younger i, I certainly felt this way to some degree of I would just want a carbon copy of myself, but flipped in the opposite gender, because then it's not not literally, but it's because... Oh my when, God, you guys would never stop talking. Yeah, well, we just watched a billion Star Wars things. Would be great. But, you know, I mean, it's one of those things where that's what, when you're young and naive, that's what you think you want. You think you want basically someone who likes everything you like and who has all the same traits that you do and things, because I'm just one thing... the two of them should have addressed the weirdness. They should say, yes, we have this feeling, but it's kind of weird. Hmm. I think they both were trying to, because obviously episode three, I think they had the weird bonding wrist glowy thing. And then episode four, um, it was a more Sylvie backstory and that sort of thing. And it kind of gets addressed a little bit. And then I think everything's just a bit too manic after that to really focus because they've. Well, when they were is, having their we're frost giants, but for some reason we're cold outside moment with the blanket. They could have talked about yeah. it then. <laughs> yeah. I suppose there are elements of it I do agree that is obviously definitely weird, but I think also part of it would be if you, if you, I try and think in it in a sense of if I was in that position and I met a version of myself that was me as a female and I started falling for it, I probably wouldn't really want to say out loud that was happening because of the taboo of it all. If things were quiet and you just sat in a room with them, it would eventually come up, but there's something to keep them busy. And that was kind of the distracting thing where it's like, we don't need to worry about that yet because we've got this big thing to worry about. Maybe when the dust settles, we'll have to worry about that. And that's kind of what I feel like Loki was trying to get at towards the end where he was just like, okay, won't we try this thing because we understand this is the big bad. It's not as bad as we thought. Whereas obviously Sylvie felt differently. You know, I don't know. I think Sylvie connected with him, but I feel like he felt more towards her than she did towards him. Well, I think ultimately she was more set in her ways to get revenge than, than considering any other option. Yeah. And that's probably what makes this version of Loki the most, uh, the top tier Loki in some ways, because he's willing to change. And that's what old man Loki was at the end of the day. Old man Loki, he realized what he did, you know, when the whole, he said when Thanos stuff happened, he then Mm -hmm. disappeared. He had some time to himself to reflect and think, and he changed his own perspective on things. Mm -hmm. And that's the best form of Loki, is that when he takes a step back and he does change himself for the good. Whereas when you get President Loki in the void, who's just Loki when he's bad, he just gets wrecked immediately because it's just like you don't learn, you're going to be stuck in that same loop. So that's what I kind of view it as. Obviously, it's weird, but I feel like most people would probably, in the similar situation, would probably act similarly, if I'm being honest. Humans are inherently very narcissistic. 
Wow. <laughs> human nature. It's weird. And as guardian nature is just the human nature enhanced, isn't it? And well, that's cool. I think we've kind of come near enough to the end then. It's, so uh, final sort of thoughts then on this, I'd say, what what would we want from series two? Uh, if we start with you, Megan, if... Um, you know, I've got some contacts at Marvel. You're writing series two of Loki. What's it going to be? All about? Oh, I'm writing series two of Loki. Yeah. More alligators. We're going to have a pig Loki. <laughs> there's going to be no, a no, doggy Loki. Pig. We have alligator Loki, and we have <laughs> we have you know frog Thor. So we don't need to cross. <laughs> I I don't know. Like obviously, I want to find out more information about like what's happened now because i want to know what's what's going on because obviously mobius doesn't remember loki heartbreaking yeah that was really sad um but yeah i i I honestly don't know i didn't really know what to expect from this series as a whole anyway same same. so it's just been (laughs) i think because i have no expectations it was kind of like falcon and the winter soldier really i didn't really have any expectations and i thoroughly enjoyed it and it's the same with loki i really did enjoy it and it's probably Maybe going to be the same with Hawkeye. I mean, Hawkeye's probably my least favorite character, so I He's probably won't really comics. care that much. He's funny yeah. in the comics, but in the MCU, they didn't give him that smart mouth attitude. No, I'm just not overly fussed by him. So, like, I think that will probably be another show that that impresses me because I have zero, like, what's the word that I'm expectations? For? expectations. So. I honestly don't know about what's gonna what I expect in the next series, but also like I don't know anything about Kang. Is that his name? Yeah, I don't know anything about him, so I don't really know it. Apart from the fact that he's a conqueror of some description <laughs> and that he's a dictator, from what it seems, I have no knowledge of what this person is. So I just know. know he's a big bad. I know it's like Kang. The is he even is he relative to the Richards? Mm. I I know about Kang from Top Trumps. He's the Richards. Reed Richards and Fantastic Four. So I don't even know what that is. Like, I she hasn't seen, seen the OG Four. Fantastic Four movies, and they are not going to be movies well, I'll show you because you know they what? are not good. You don't need to see those. <laughs> <laughs> but it, he's not actually he's not human, is he? Is he a different form or is he human? I, I don't he know has specifically. Forms. Oh, so he can is he can, he can just change shape as well? well no, a lot of- it, it's not like Loki. It's different. It's like there are different versions of him. Nah. It's, it's one so of, I mean I don't know, I know nothing so I genuinely don't know what to expect in the next series the thing is a lot of the big bads is they all seem they normally have some sort of power or thing that makes them more powerful than other things you know the big bads in the in the, the Marvel comics all the time you've got Thanos you've got Modok uh, got Kang um, you've got Galactus uh, there's a few others that are just sort of the big bads and depending on the who's writing the comics and what era it is, because you get most golden age villains are pretty weak. But when you get to like, you know, the 80s and 90s when everything becomes a bit more edgy, they generally have a lot more weight to them in a lot of ways. That's a general, that's an over generalization. That's not for every instance, but that's generally how comics are. So it's kind of depending on what era. If you read the 60s version of Kang, he would probably be laughable. But if you read like the 80s or 90s version of Kang, it would be a bit more threatening in loose terms of what I sort of understand. Um, but what about yourself, uh, sort of Tonya, with series two and Kang and that sort of stuff? It's hard to predict without knowing when it will be released, you know, because what about all these other movies that they've either, you know, that they already have in progress? How is it going to relate to this those? Year. 
We've got three coming out in the next six months, and the next year we've got at least four. Well, what 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 ones are coming out? So net, we got. Uh, I've got it on my phone actually. We've got um, Eternals, Legend of Shang Chi, and Spider Man uh, No Way Home. We've got. I mean, Venom. Let there be carnage. That's kind of MCU adjacent at this point. Um, then we've got next year uh, Thor: Love and Thunder, um, Doctor Strange: Multiverse of Madness, uh, Morbius, um, which is the vampire. They are all the ones that have got confirmed dates. And then there's also Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. Oh my God, there's so which many. Which is the third one of them. We've got, there's, they've confirmed they're going to make a Captain America 4, but I don't think that's going to be out for many years. A Captain America 4? With Sam Wilson. Uh, oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, it was a bit, I was like, he's, I'm pretty sure he's dead now. <laughs> basically, from a year today, it, it, it's basically, yeah, Shang-Chi, Eternals, uh, Spider-Man, Doctor Strange, Thor, and... Probably Ant Man of the Wasp. That I is think. crazy. It was because they keep delaying everything, didn't they? And rather than just releasing Black Widow when they should have done, right? They decided to hold it back and wait because they wanted to make all that theater money. Uh, and then now, if is that the whole thing? Oh, Guardians of the Galaxy three that was meant to originally come out before Thor four, but it's not even finished being major. I don't think Guardians three because there's the whole controversy with James Gunn as well, which right. is nonsense. So the whole MCU's changed a bit. And that's why I think with things like Loki and stuff, I think one of the reasons the MCU series are a bit more uh, important now to the stories, I think they've had to tweak certain things because if they made them too isolationist, people wouldn't be as invested. But because we've had no new MCU content in the last, you know, year plus in a sense, you know, we had Far From Home ages ago and then we've had Black Widow recently, but Black Widow's a prequel. So it's like there's nothing pushing the plot forward. And I think at this time they were meant to have about another three or four films out this year. So if last year I, as well. I could influence the writers, it yeah. would be two things. One is Loki deserves to have his due. They would not have an MCU franchise without him. If he had sucked in Thor, no one would have wanted to see Avengers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and then they wouldn't have had a franchise. He's the one who brought Thanos into play. And now he's bringing the new big bad into play. Mm. So give him his due. Let they keep talking about how he's just there to serve everybody else. Well, you know what? Without him, no one would care about the rest of him. If they had cast a different actor who did not connect with audiences, no one would care about the MCU. So he deserves to have a win. It doesn't need to be a happy ending because, you know, he's not really about being happy for long. He's happy in the moment, but satisfaction isn't in his nature, right? but he deserves a win at least he deserves a victory. And then the other thing is they really need to bring someone in to tweak the dialogue some so that it doesn't sound so colloquial at times. Like Loki saying 100%. That is just a UK colloquialism. That is not Asgardian. (laughs) Yeah, actually, no. Yeah. To be fair, Sylvie in particular was very British. It's a there shit were a plan. Lot of, a lot like, of, yeah. You know what? That's not how you should talk after. <laughs> yeah, I I guess it depends on how they've... Well, she didn't grow up the same way that Loki did, but I did think that her character was particularly British. Right. <laughs> I didn't realise how many things she'd been in either. I had to look I look it up. I was I vaguely recognised her, and she was in, like, Yesterday. She was in um, quite a few other sort of things we've seen recently as well. She was, I think, the girlfriend in Yesterday. Yeah. Maybe. I've never seen her, but I thought she did a great job. Hmm. She was good. I think all the acting in this was great. 
Especially Owen Wilson. Bloody love Owen Wilson. <laughs> Could be in anything, I'll be happy. <laughs> I think See, I'm, me, not, with, I'm not a huge fan of his, but I thought he did a nice job of this. I think whenever he's in a film I like, it makes it better. But if Owen Wilson's in something, it doesn't mean I'm going to go watch it. I think I can only think of probably three films I've seen with him in it that I actively really enjoy. So, I mean, a lot of them, to be fair, are Wes Anderson movies. See, all the Wes Anderson movies, Hall Pass and Marley and me. And Wonder. Wonder's a good film that he's in as well. Yeah, Wonder is a good one. Yeah. I think he's best in Royal Tenenbaums. Cracking movie. Um, <laughs> but anyway, the um, and that has a weird relationship aspect to it as well. Not his character, but... Yeah. Have I, haven't sh- I haven't shown you Royal Tenenbaums, have We've I? watched it. Anyway, Loki. Um, Loki, <laughs> yes. Uh, what do I want from series two? I'm pretty happy with all, pretty much everything. I understand your guys' critiques, and I accept that they are valid. I just don't feel the same way. I'm just like... Thought dialogue was great. Thought the humour was fine. Thought the aesthetic was amazing. Yeah, but what do you want to come from it? The more of the same, really. If it's as good as this, I'll be happy. I want more variants. I think I, I want. I want there to be an episode, kind of like I, I read a Deadpool comic recently, which is Deadpool versus Deadpool. And there's a moment where he goes into this realm, and there's about a thousand different Deadpools, and there's like all different kinds, and it's just hilarious. There's Dogpool, there's Kidpool, Lady Deadpool, Venom Deadpool. There's loads of them, and it's just fun. I one of my favorite things is alternate timelines and variations of. You know, we people. didn't talk about what if. Of course, that's the next thing coming out. That's the next series. Because I showed you the trailer for that, which I'm... I saw Marvel Zombies in that, Tonya. I'm so excited. That's a spoiler. (laughs) You you said you want to talk about it. Mention it. I'm just saying we didn't talk about how that could be related to this. I didn't watch a trailer. Oh, Mike, spoiling everything. Well, that's one of the many things that are going on in that. So I'm excited to hear that, but I wish I didn't know about it. I'm sorry. To be fair, it's in the trailer for literally one second. It's like a yeah, few but I, frames. I don't watch trailers until after. I, I watch know you the don't. Game. I know you don't. I'm sorry. It's hard. I get excited <laughs> about things I want to talk about. I won't tell you all the other <laughs> cool stuff that's in the What If uh, series. But there's also the She-Hulk series coming out. The Hawkeye series. I'm interested by She-Hulk mainly because they still haven't made a, a Hulk film, in my opinion, that's actually <laughs> that good. No, they haven't. I haven't shown Megan Incredible Hulk, and she doesn't really want to watch it because it's not Mark Ruffalo. Yeah, I love Mark Ruffalo, so watching a different Hulk's just... It's its kind of like watching all of the Spider-Man movies. Like, we started with Tom Holland. Oh, well, oh, I say we. I started with Tom Holland, so the bar was set way too high. So then I watched all the other ones, and I was like, oh my god, these are awful. These are so bad in comparison oh, to Tom like Holland's Spider-Man. Ones? I guess going... If you saw Tom Holland first, it would be tough. But I thought Toby Maguire is he's my least favorite Spider Man. You liked Andrew Garfield better. Yeah, I like Andrew Garfield better. Those movies didn't need to be made. I mean, none of them need to be made, (laughs) Tonya. No Uh, movies need to be made. About that, there are definitely (laughs) movies that need to be made. But I mean, Spider Man Three definitely needs to be made. (laughs) Didn't need to be made. It didn't add anything. Hmm. Yeah. Well, um, I was going to say last thing, which is uh, with Incredible Hulk. I do need to show Megan Incredible Hulk because there is a certain aspect in that film that is apparent that is heavily rumoured to appear again in a thing coming out in the nearish future. Mm. That's as spoiler-free as I can give and as vague. You know, that, is so, that is so vague. That's perfect, though. You're saying there's an aspect here that's going to come up later. You didn't say what rumored. the aspect is or where it's yeah. going to be. Yeah, um, but yeah, it, it, I just want more Lokis. I, I want at least one episode where it is like variant madness, and you get to see like a Hulk Loki, you get to see like a Thor Loki, you get to see like a 
a- any variants of Loki's, I-, I love it. I just love multiple versions of, of the same character in slight tweaks. I, I just like that. That and time travel stuff. And this has got all of that. So, yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I think that's relatively... One last thing. Okay. Yeah. Is that I want to see Mobius get his jet ski. Yes. That's what I want. That's the, the ultimate <laughs> the thing is what I want spoken. from this series. <laughs> is that I want Mobius to get his jet ski. <laughs> That's what I want Series 2 to end, is for Loki to be able to Just save Just him in the distance Mobius. on a jet ski. Yeah. I, I want Series 2 for Mobius to be, like, he come, he realises who Loki is or they connect somehow, and Loki, maybe Loki does, like, a magic touch on him, kind of like Sylvie does, and manages to kind of give Mobius all those memories of his past self. Because obviously that's what she said, she could give when she touched Yeah, people. surely in theory, if they're the same, obviously they're not the same, but... If she's a variant of Loki, surely he has that ability to be able to do what she does. Well, she's self-taught, but I think he has the ca- he has the capacity yeah. to be able. He to He has do the that. magic I- within him. He just didn't yeah. have the skill to use it yet, but I- he has it now. Yeah. So I yeah, because he did it with um, Elias, didn't he? Hold her hand oh, and yeah. kind of it clicks. So I think I that's my prediction, guys. Episode one of Loki. Right. The, what he's going to do? He's going to touch Mobius in the side of the head, and and it's going to be trying the whole episode to, to explain it to him. It's not going to work. And then his final gambit is going to be. He touches Mobius, floods him with the previous version of himself, as in not the human pre-variant version, as in the old variant version of him somehow, and that's going to make him be on Loki's team. That's that's my prediction. But yeah, I just want that to happen. I want it right at the end of Series 2 of Loki for Mobius to do this big gesture and Loki to be able to like get him to Earth and make him just live the life he wants to live and him be on he a jet ski. He gives him a jet ski and he says, wow. <laughs> oh my God, yes. That's wow. That's, that's all I want. Wow. 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 <laughs> yeah. Um, awesome, awesome. Cool, cool, cool. Um, well, that's awesome. Then. So, uh, Tonya, do you want to tell people where they can find you and your amazing podcast that we starred in in one of the episodes? <laughs> so episode five. That's not... Hello. <laughs> <laughs> I am across social media at Ms. Tanya Todd. My website is MsTanyaTodd.com. You can find me on IMDb at Just Tanya Todd. And my podcast is the 52 Love Podcast, available on Spotify and YouTube and the other usual podcast places. Steen in the way I say things there. Yes, I'm surprised you totally. didn't say you it all that. You are my mentor for this. I'm <laughs> <laughs> surprised you didn't say in all that jazz, because I know how much you and Tony love it when I say that. Um, do you want to tell me where they can find you, Megan? Yeah, so I actually do have a podcast. No, I'm joking. I don't have a podcast. <laughs> I don't. You keep teasing people. You keep saying that sort of thing. You're going to keep teasing people. Guys, if you want Megan to have her own podcast, just support me so much on Patreon that I can stop she having a day job. Does. You just have to say, come see me on Afterthoughts. Yeah, mm. come see me on Afterthoughts. Yeah, well, Spider-Man 3 is a, free. Yeah, well, Spider-Man 3, and you can hear my hatred towards 30 that 30 minutes movie. of Megan slating it. It's yeah, great. I do slate that film. Uh, <laughs> if you want to hear me, you can you can be a, a Patreon to, to Mike, and, oh. and then you can hear more of my voice. But otherwise, unfortunately, to all of your dismay, I do not have a podcast, but I have an Instagram <laughs> account. So if you want to follow me there, it's uh, Grits Gets Fit. Yeah. And I'll put that in the description stuff. But yeah, I'm always telling people, you know, become a Patreon supporter. And then you get more of me and Megan. And you get me showing Megan films I really enjoy and then her not like them very much. So it's, <laughs> it's a lot of fun. A lot of fun. We still have yet to do the Butterfly Effect podcast, haven't we? That's true. Yeah, which we need to do because that... <laughs> Megan was very upset when I didn't. I, I didn't film. hate that film, but do your plugs, Mike. Plug. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, 
at Genuine Chit Chat on uh, Twitter, Instagram, and on Facebook. Find me on patreon.com slash Genuine Chit Chat. Uh, my show, Styles Comics and Canon, airs every Saturday. If you've read every Star Wars comic in the world, which I'd be very impressed if you have, or if you've never read a Star Wars comic, as long as you vaguely enjoy Star Wars, check it out because it's designed in a specific way so that whether you've read them all or never read any, it still works for you. I go through the narratives and all the connective tissues. Uh, and connective tissue, not the connective tissues, that's a different thing. And... Um, I'm currently tackling the War of the Bounty Hunters crossover event, which is 34 issues over five months, uh, and it's a lot to deal with. And so if you want to help me afford to buy all these things, support me on Patreon. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, uh, that's relatively it. Um, Maybe for the... Maybe we'll do something like this again for the what-ifs. It'll be interesting because, Tanya, you're the expert of the three of us when it comes to comics. Most of my comic knowledge. (laughs) I know. Well, most of my knowledge comes from Top Trump's video games or peripheral knowledge of stuff. I know nothing. Megan just knows the films. She hasn't even seen. I am Jon Snow. (laughs) I know nothing. I'm Jon Snow and I kind of don't even remember stuff when I've seen the program. So I'm literally a blank canvas. (laughs) Yeah, we watch all the Star Wars series and I said, oh, do you remember this bit? No. (laughs) So we've seen all of the Star Wars films now, what, three times? Yeah, there are still bits I don't remember. Yeah. Whereas the series is just like, can you even, you can't remember what happened in the last few episodes of most things we watch. (laughs) Unless it's RuPaul's Drag Race. Uh, then you remember them quite well. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, well, thank you as always, guys, for tuning in and listening to us discuss Loki and then have a nice little argument in the middle about how wrong <laughs> I am about the physics in Loki. It's a lot of fun there. <laughs> being told not only by my girlfriend, but also by Tonya across the pond as well. Delightful being yelled at by two women. A lot of fun. <laughs> so um, much yelling. That's basically what Loki is. And that's what the Loki show is, is that Loki being to- get put in his place by the female better version of him. <laughs> that's basically what this podcast has been for me. <laughs> You're comparing yourself to Loki. Yeah. Well, I'm, mischie- I'm mischievous. Um, I have a British accent that Americans seemingly find attractive. I'm heavily underrated, and I'm going to rule the world one day. <laughs> and that- also incredibly modest. Exactly. All the traits of a Loki. Is that not right? My hair's not quite dark enough, though. So. Aren't you a little short to be a Loki? Oof. No, I'm too short to be a stormtrooper, though. I, how, how tall is Thank Loki? Thank you for catching the reference. I got it. I did get it. How is Loki... It's Tom Hiddleston. He's not that tall, is he? I know Thor is like he six. Is, he is two. tall. Is he six foot? He's taller than that. Yeah, oh, yeah. I'm definitely shorter than that. Then I'm five eight. I feel I mean, like Chris Hemsworth is probably in the six five range, and I would say Tom Hiddleston is probably six two at least. Right. Look at them well, when you see the the Avengers standing with Thor and Loki. You can see. Yeah, that even are we going to look this up Captain now? Captain America does not look tall next to them. Yeah, I mean, all men look small compared to Chris Hemsworth. He is a figurative and figuratively and look, literally. They look short compared to Loki too. Yeah, but I don't know if that's because there's a lot of times where you know they stand up in a certain. Would put, put type in feet. I mean, I think that is six foot because I think six foot five is two meters. <laughs> I, just, I typed in how tall how tall is Tom Hiddleston and it told me he's a meter 88 and then I specifically typed in how tall is Tom Hiddleston in feet and it told me that he's a meter 88 so <laughs> do you know what internet I want to know what he is in feet anyway six six feet four inches oh wait that's specifically Loki I mean now we're just going on a random tangent we just said bye and, never, and now we're talking about this Tom Hiddleston six foot two inches well, you're right then look at that Tonya's on it like a car bonnet is what they say. Um, yeah, I'm definitely not that tall at all. I think I'm five. Well, I'm, nine I'm closer to that height than you are. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a tall man. I have a big ego that makes it seem like I'm taller, but I'm, I'm not. I'm a very average-sized gentleman. 
And I'm sure everyone listening is is enjoying the okay. debate of how tall you okay. are. Final thing, final thing, okay? I'm an average-heighted man, but I have an above-average podcast. There we go. Done. That's true. Mic drop. And I'm called Mike as well, so it works. Awesome. Well, thank you as always, Tonya. Delightful speaking with you. Um, potentially we'll do something like this again for the what-ifs, because I'm sure that'll be a barrel of fun. Yes, thank you for letting me come on and talk about one of my favourite characters. All good. Put me to shame because I know nothing, Jon Snow. <laughs> and thanks as always for Megan for putting up with me. You're welcome, mate. I'm glad you did a thumbs up then. Like people listening will know what you're doing then. <laughs> thumbs up, guys. Give them a wave. Awesome. Well, I'm going to end this now. Thanks a kiss again. to the audience. And <laughs> you, do it loud enough. you do it loud enough, people might be able to hear you. <laughs> awesome.